Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the beginning of the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Paul, Savanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, remembering you in our prayers, unceasingly calling to mind your work of faith and labor of love and endurance and hope of our Lord Jesus Christ before our God and Father, knowing, brothers and sisters, loved by God, how you were chosen. For our gospel did not come to you in word alone, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much conviction. You know what sort of people we were among you for your sake. In every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath. The word of the Lord. The Lord takes delight in his people. Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves his people, and he adorns the lowly with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy among their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all his faithful. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You lock the kingdom of heaven before men. You do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow entrance to those trying to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You traverse sea and land to make one convert, and when that happens, you make him a child of Gehenna, twice as much as yourselves." Woe to you, blind guides, who say, if one swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gold of the temple, one is obligated. Blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that made the gold sacred? And you say, if one swears by the altar, it means nothing. But if one swears by the gift on the altar, one is obligated. You blind ones, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? One who swears by the altar swears by it and all that is upon it. And one who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. One who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who is seated on it. The Gospel of the Lord. Thessalonica was a major port city in the northeast of Greece. The Romans took control of the city in 186 B.C., and it became an important trade hub located on the Via Ignatia, a 700-mile-long major Roman highway that was paved with smooth stones and was 20 foot wide. St. Paul's mission was to spread Christianity to the Gentiles. So it just made sense that he would get on that beautiful Roman road 
and head west across what is now Albania and Macedonia into Greece. To spread Christianity, however, was no easy task. It was full of toil and drudgery. As Paul wrote, it was full of affliction and a work of faith, labor, love, and endurance and hope. Most big cities in the Roman Empire had a good contingent of Jews. Paul and his disciples would go to the synagogue first. Citing the Torah and the prophets, they would explain that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. After these explanations, a a few converts would be made and a lot of enemies. For what Paul preached was blasphemous to most Jewish ears. Not only did it threaten their belief system, it it threatened many people's livelihood. Think of those who processed kosher foods, for example. If people stopped eating kosher food, well, the people who produced kosher food would go out of business. For fallen man, it is one thing to threaten his religion. It's a whole other thing to threaten his livelihood, to go after his pocketbook his gold. And so Paul would usually get beat up or run out of town or both. St. Paul got run out of Thessalonica. He wrote the Thessalonians from Corinth, an important port city a couple hundred miles down the coast. We know that Paul was in Corinth in 50 AD and that helps us date the letter to the Thessalonians. Written in 50 AD, the first letter to the Thessalonians is the oldest New Testament document. Penned just 20-some years after Christ's death and resurrection. So the letter to the Thessalonians is old. And this old letter demonstrates that there is nothing new under the sun. Just like in St. Paul's time, Christ's message is, is too much for most people. It requires a radical conversion from paganism and self-worship into self-sacrifice in carrying a cross. The world has never really wanted to hear that. Who, after all, wants to carry a cross? We all like to sin but very few of us like to accept our cross. St. Paul assures us we are called into Christ's kingdom and glory. We then have to get on that superhighway leading to the heavenly Jerusalem. And we have to take our cross with us. Sometimes we drop it, but the church exhorts and encourages us to pick it back up. Christ gives us food for the journey to strengthen us on our way. He gives us holy mass, which teaches us not to offer self-worship, but self-sacrifice. This is what sustains us as we travel that highway in a manner worthy of the God who calls us. This is what has us turn from idols to serve the living and true God and await his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath.